We're good to go. I, you know, I, I've said this on every podcast, right? That I've, I'm not, I'm not the best at intros, but I'm starting to get there a bit more as I get like a more calm and composed with this stuff. Yeah. It's starting to get a bit better. So I know you've wanted to go on for a long time, and I've wanted to have you on for a long yeah. time. But it's interesting because I think you're probably the first wrestler that I've had that's that's more independent. It's not, it's not necessarily an ICW wrestler yeah. or and you know like WWE or that. But yeah. I think. I've been paying attention to you for a while, and uh-huh. I, I like your work. And everyone, it's Ashley Vega in the house here. Thank you. Um, well, that was probably the most smooth intro I've ever anyone on the podcast good, ever. Yeah. So you should appreciate that. <laughs> but no, um, no, I've I've had a lot of wrestlers on the podcast recently, right? Yeah. And uh, I was been watching a lot of wrestling as well. And actually, it's probably a good time to talk about wrestling because there's there's been a lot of stuff that's happened the past couple of weeks, like oh. some minor stuff. Yep. Um, you've obviously been in wrestling for a long time. Yeah, I started when I was 15, probably too young <laughs> to start. Um, but yeah, uh, I got into wrestling because I have an older brother who was obsessed with wrestling. Um, but whenever he had it on the TV, it was all just like Kane and Undertaker. So it scared me to death and I was like, I hate this. And then I remember I watched, um, I think it was Mania 22 with them. And it was Mickey James and Trish. And it was the first time I ever saw the women wrestle. And I was like obsessed since then, and I would only watch the girls after that. But that's how I got into it. That's so, what yeah. I, I seen you take the pictures with the, the that belt as well. That yes, had. I had to. In her outfit, I, I'm I was just like... such a mark. So <laughs> I, I don't even hide it. Yeah, I listen, just don't care. This, this is uh, I'm, I'm also such a mark. I don't worry mm-hmm. about it. It's yeah. Like, like every wrestler, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe this. And yeah. You try to contain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You should listen to State of the Last Night of that ICW show with Gredo, man. I was really? like, oh my god, can I see that? I feel like everyone's like that with Gredo, though. Because I've met him a few times, but I'd still be like, oh my god, it's Gredo. Oh, my god, it's Scottish Dustin Rhodes, what's happening? No, I, mean, I very rarely get starstruck these days, but he yeah. definitely got me a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, Trish Chattis and Mickey James, that's mm-hmm. quite, a, quite a while back. Yeah. 15 is, is an early, and I, w- I would say that from now, from then to now, mm-hmm. The wrestling industry, in term, especially for the women, uh-huh. has changed quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I was curious as to, you know, when you look at maybe when you first started getting into it, mm-hmm. to now, what kind of cultural change have you seen in terms of the, the approach for the women and backstage and things like that? Um, I think when, when I started wrestling, I was started doing shows at 16, um, and obviously the speaking out thing and all that happened, but there was obviously loads of things when I was younger at wrestling that were bad, but I never really knew about it because it was all we knew. It was just normal for these things happening, for guys to say things to you and stuff like that. Um, and I think now, after all that happened, like it's just such a nicer place. And it's nicer because there's um, uh, a few other girls trainees that are like 15, 16, that are the age I was when I started, and they're coming into a much safer environment. So, like, it is just such a big difference in the last, like, few years um, in wrestling. It's not just a, a horrible place and <laughs> an atmosphere, but it's just really nice to see girls that are started, like, are the age I am when I started, and they're just in a much better place and a much safer environment. So, yeah, it's definitely changed for the good, I'd say. Well, sure, I think that's a really important point to stress because, mm-hmm. you know, there was obviously a lot of a lot of things that came out in different different situations but yeah. i think that making it aware that you know the locker room 
I've talked to a lot of wrestlers from different promotions about how the environments in the locker rooms have changed and yeah. there's more respect for women. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you don't see broad party matches anymore. No, I know, which is a shame because I did enjoy them. And people, <laughs> like, so, <laughs> uh, change of subject, but people are always, like, I was such a fan of those types of matches and people are like, well, you're just sitting wrestling back 10 years, like, that's not what women's wrestling's about. And I'm like, well, women's wrestling and feminism has been what you want to do and having control of that. So if I like, if I wanted to do a brand panties match, that's up to me. I think they're fun. I think they're entertaining. And it, at the time, people like obviously enjoyed it because it got so many views at the time. But now, obviously, when people talk about it, they're like, "Oh, that's just horrible. It's disrespecting women." But you know, yeah, like people like Tori Wilson and Candice Michelle aren't the best in the ring, but they're in the Hall of Fame because. They got a whole, and um, yeah, it might have been a male audience they got, but it, they got so much views, and so they did. They did the best with what they did, with what they had, or what they were given at that time. So I, I, I do love that kind of style of wrestling as well, as weird as that is. But I think it was fun. Well, that you know, that's a really interesting point of view. But mm-hmm. I, what I like about it is, I think the biggest point of that is the idea that you know women should be allowed to be sexy yeah 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 exactly yeah you know like it's not shouldn't be this thing where or like i think i think back then it was always it was almost like a i don't know what how, how to describe this right like guys were so you know back in the 90s it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. it was very much like there, there was a there was almost like a guys can do it and they want yep which made it sort of a a kind of what, what is the right word here? What is the word I'm looking for? I think it's, it was the idea that guys were kind of looking at it like like they could just sort of control women in yeah, that yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think now, because of the culture change, there's, there's a thing of like not having that sort of, you know, sort of teaching guys. Yep. It, it shouldn't be the case of let's cover up women. It should be the case of teaching guys to be better. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. Supposed, you know, I think there's a bit of a strange dynamic going on there where people are discouraged and that kind of style of wrestling just just because of the idea of well it's it's you know they're just showing off their bodies and that and it's like yeah what is the problem with that though i know you yeah know? if that's what you want to do just do it <laughs> and i think i would if anyone wanted to book me in a brand panties match i'm i'm all here for it i'll happily <clears throat> i'll happily do a playboy mm. pillow fight match There's definitely guys watching this but i want to see that i, want to, <laughs> I mean I, I think it would be so fun i think it's just whenever i watch matches with like Tori Wilson and Sable, like the and like Don Marie, like the the, the storylines were ridiculous, and they but they were so funny and they were cringe, but they were just yeah. like the the that was what they were given. Like the women weren't given like training like the men, but they were just given these stupid storylines and matches. But they they made it fun and they made it entertaining. So I think um, I don't know. I enjoy watching that kind of style of wrestling and yeah. Yeah, each to their own. No, definitely. They made something out of really not been given much an opportunity. Yeah. They made it, and you know they drew people who yeah, want to show that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, like wrestling, you know, for all the goodwill in the world, you could be the best wrestler in the world and mm-hmm. have best matches, but you need to draw people to watch yeah. the stuff. Yeah. And get butts and seats type of thing. And, yep. Exactly. And they did that in a time where it really, you know, when you had like Stone Cold and the Rocks and all that, mm-hmm. the people were talking about. Yeah. Stables and uh-huh, you know, yeah. Trish Stratus and stuff and like that. Uh, yep, exactly. So, so it wasn't just it, like I think when people talk about that boom in the nineties, like mm-hmm. too, you know, into or just in the small circle of thinking about your so cool and the vaults, which obviously yeah. had a big impact yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. But 
the actual whole crew mm. was every every area from the from the you know the main stars to the tag teams to the women. Yep. Everyone was drawn, mm-hmm. uh, which is what made it such a big boom at the time. Yeah, so exactly. you know it's not necessarily. But I do, I, you know, I do like that kind of thought process. I think, yeah. I think there's there's a bit of a you know stigma to the idea that yeah. you, you should always appeal to a certain you know crowd. Audience and, and or, it, yeah. You can just be. I think that's the beauty of essence as well. You can just be and you want to be. Yeah, there's so many different styles and there's so many different types of people. It's just. Yeah, there's not just one style of wrestling. There's so many different styles for different people. Which exactly. I think is great. Do you remember that um, story with like it was a table and was it Mark Mann? Something. What, oh. some, some guy was like, so she was like seen as this uh, sex symbol basically at the time, <laughs> and he was like, he was like her, he was like her like bodyguard or something. And yes. he was Trying to cover up and all that. Yes. See, as soon as you were talking this, I was like. I, you and Jason, Jason, you got all that man. It's <laughs> fun though, like it's so stupid. The storylines were so like, stupid. See, because but... he's a pure ignorant Rangers fan as well in his character. He could, he could be, <laughs> I mean, his character. Or is that just yeah, the way yeah. He, it's just. It, it was so wicked, but like, you know, Rangers men don't let their women show off like that. No, that fish man. Well, <laughs> like, that, that would definitely work. <laughs> it would definitely work, man. At ICW. Exactly. <laughs> ICW should go in that shit. Man. <laughs> you should. You know, right here. Um, I'm putting, I'm putting, I'm putting Jason in the spot. Jason's got like, I think that's like, I'm only doing this because I'm mine for a food with the guy, so there you go. <laughs> oh, that's good though. <laughs> I told him that he was on a year ago and I said to him like, uh, one day I'm going to wrestle you and he was like, no bother on that. And now I'm actually doing the, the training and stuff. Wolf oh. Gang. Yeah, I've been training every week, every week. Oh, Wednesday. wow. And Wolfgang is beating the shit out of me, man. <laughs> I, well, I, yeah. But I'm enjoying it. It's good. Yeah. And and, good. and uh, I'm like I'm like a wheelchair version of Rey Studio or something. <laughs> I love that. No, that's good. That's is that at the asylum? It's um, actually Iron Goddard Gym. Oh, um, no, right. Yeah, got you. Because not to talk about myself too much because I do have a bad habit of that. And that's, <laughs> I do. But um, <laughs> he when he was in the podcast, Wolfie, uh-huh. as you know, I, I've had when I've had a lot of different people on the podcast, like Jack Jester as well, and mm-hmm. I kept saying how. What are involved in this? I want to try and do something. I can move about. I'm not yeah, yeah, yeah. paralyzed. I can do stuff. <laughs> yeah. And he was just come in and get, we'll see what you can do. And I came in and done some moves. And he was like, oh, yeah, actually, I can move a little bit. And then so we've, we've been doing that for a. Uh, what was in, it? was funny though, because I kind of, I'm quite limited in my shoulder mobility okay. because I've very much, like, from an early age, decided, right, I'm not going to dent into my yeah. legs. I'm just going to focus on my body. Uh-huh. And I ended up kind of getting a bit too in the way. Right. So what's happening now is my shoulders actually don't touch mat. They're gonna lie down, right? Oh, my okay. shoulders They're actually raised. don't fully touch the mat. Right. And he's like, you need to have your shoulders be able to touch the mat in order to take a pin. And I just said to him, it just means you're gonna have to make me win every match, mate. That's like that's, that's so, fair. The only way this is gonna work is if I win every <laughs> single match. That's like <laughs> the new streak. I'm saying that to him every week. I'm like, ah, it seems like the only way to do this is if I go on a major win streak. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. He's like, I mean, you know, it could, it could work. I was watching, uh, you know, it's, I, I want to get into this a bit because it was something uh-huh. I thought about last night as I was at this ICW show. Okay. Like, was I watched one of these wrestlers and they were all like really good technically. Mm-hmm. Like the matches, the quality of the matches from top to bottom was sensational. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think, you know, outside of your WWEs and your mainstream American television, uh-huh. there's this idea that the standards kind of drops off. But I don't think it does as much anymore. No. Um, 
But one of the things that was really interesting about Gradle calling out, mm-hmm. um, not to suck his ass too much, because yeah. I'm sure he gets plenty of that shit, but, <laughs> he, you know, it's, it's not like he, he isn't doing, you know, your flips and your crazy moves and that yeah. all the time. But what was what I noticed, the difference between him and pretty much everyone else in the card was mm-hmm. that every single move, he was engaging the audience. Every, yeah. It wasn't about doing it in fancy. It was about making sure that every move, the crowd was feeling it, the crowd was part of it. Mm-hmm. And you could see that sort of experience and psychology come into it. So yeah. that was something that kind of dawned on me as I was watching it. Like, it's not about being the best wrestler as a wrestler that, is connected to the audience the most. Yeah. Whether that's a, it's a good guy or a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Which is why you beat guys like Kez Evans and your champions because you get the whole crowd coming out saying, fuck you, Kez. He comes out. Yeah. He's doing a good job. Yeah. I mean, he's he's not drawing shit, but he's doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they so, hate him, so, like, that's it. He's, like, he's, he's, he's a top athlete, but that was why I see it in terms of your own training. You've obviously been wrestling since you were 15, which mm-hmm. is a crazy age start. Yeah. And you're 21 now, so 21. it's like... You've got so much time, it's mental. Yeah. By the time you're like 25, you could be like fucking Tasha Banks or something. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is weird to think about it, how long I've been doing it. Um, because obviously during when COVID started, I, I didn't wrestle on a show for two years, which was mad. And then um, like I've trained, I've trained with different people um, along the way and stuff, which is the good thing that you get all that experience from different people. So I'm currently training with Joe Hendry, who I've been with for the last two years. I go to his school um, weekly and he's he's great. He's like the best person ever. Yeah, it's an interesting name to drop because uh, Leighton Buzzer was saying the same thing. Yeah. He, was, he was talking about how he was like, Joe Hendry kind of gave him a big break in terms mm-hmm. of when he got into the audience. And mm-hmm. So like, there was a lot of praise for him in terms of his professionalism and the level yep. is that so you're learning from the best yeah no he's yeah he's great um i started just before covid i started training with joe and um when i started i was like not in a very good place at wrestling i wasn't wrestling as much and i'd kind of stopped doing shows and i just wasn't feeling it i wasn't thinking that i was going to keep doing it um and i almost quit and then i was like so i, I got a new skill started training with joe and he was like one of the the first people who said to me was like you're going to be the best female in europe in a couple years time and i was like wow and i like i believe that now because he thinks he genuinely does believe how that i'm that good so when other people believe it you start to believe it yourself um and then i'd like now i just think i have no limitations i have so many things that i want to do and so many things coming up um that i can't say but I've got. I'm just Ooh. really excited to see what happens. Um, because I've just been broadening my horizon. I've been like we we're talking about Mickey James earlier. Like, she actually DM'd me. Oh, uh huh. And I nearly died. Um, <laughs> so NWA were doing their their show and um they were doing an all women's show, and she messaged me saying, you know, I would love to have you on it and all this stuff. And I was just like, well, this is like insane. Um, but because it was in the States and it was during COVID, I couldn't fly myself out to work there. So, but ever since then, she's been like messaging me back and forth saying, you know, how are you getting on? And she's just like, it's just so weird when I think about Mickey James, like, like wanting to speak to me. Like, why does she want to speak to me? But she's just so lovely. So like having people like Mickey and um, Lisa Marie Victoria as well, 
um, she was on live with me not that long ago. Uh, she just joined me and she was just being so nice and she was giving all this like helpful advice. So I've got like people like that on my side and Joe Hendry who gives me like all the confidence and to think oh, I almost quit three years ago and now I've got all these people that are backing me and actually think I can do this. I'm like, well, I obviously can do it. I just need to suck it up and just put the work in. Wow, that that is amazing. I, I think <laughs> it's a lot to be said for self belief. Like, yeah. see as long as you believe that you can do it, nothing. Yeah. You know, your mind is really truly limitless. It changes. Uh huh. There's so many times in my life that I thought I'm definitely going to be done here, man. Mm-hmm. And then you just pull yourself out of it, and you're like, you just do it. Life is good. You know, life can be good it is. if you put the work in. It is, yeah, because yeah. like there were so many times that I wanted to quit wrestling. I was just, it was just such a bad time and. I wasn't getting used and there was just horrible people in the business that I wasn't getting on with and just yeah even with all these people that were I was working with like before speaking out and then they were all these horrible people and you're like oh I, I I can't do this this business is just not for me like only I think like wrestling is just such a difficult thing to get into um and only the strongest survive <laughs> but like looking at that like three years ago thinking I was like done for and I wanted to quit and then I didn't wrestle on shows for two years and now I'm like doing all these like cool things I have all these cool connections and people who genuinely believe in me and all this and like now like I start to call myself undeniable because like so many people don't like me right that's just how it is <laughs> people don't like me I don't know if it's jealousy probably is um but so many people don't like me but at the end of the day you can't deny like how good I am because I put in so much work and I put in a lot of work and I'm so much better than what I was three years ago so at the end of the day you can hate me all you want but you can't actually look at me and say yeah she's not good because I am there's no denying that it's undeniable exactly that's why I call myself because like, just you can't look at me and be like oh she's she's terrible well I'm not with it. I've got Mickey James like in my DMs <laughs> tell me how good I am. <laughs> so Jing, I'm gonna listen to you. No, absolutely not. Exactly. But what's really interesting about that is, you know, the idea of like when you when you actually put the work in and you know mm. that you know that you're doing everything in your power yeah. to be the best you can be. Yeah. That criticism becomes in that regard of people that dislike you and stuff. Mm. You know, you get you can get these negative self thoughts of like, is that true? Like, you know, do I? Is it, is it true uh, yeah. what they're saying? Yeah. But when you know that you're putting that work in, then there's like you can have that control in your mind of going, I know that this is not real, and I know mm-hmm. that I know that I have that belief in myself mm-hmm. because you've done the work, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 also in wrestling, you know, if they always say the same as you, you know, if you're if they hate you or they love you, you're doing something right anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone always <laughs> says that, but I think just because I started when I was so young. I was like 18 when like I had left the school I was training at and I um, I was broadening horizons like training with other people but people didn't like that and it was very old school that people were like you can't train anywhere else you can't learn from other people you have to stay at the school that you started at and that's it and you you can't work anywhere else so when I decided to do that at 18 I remember I was wrestling on a match um, with Source Wrestling and I came backstage after my match and I went on Twitter and I had all these people like at me, like putting up tweets about me. Like it was just, I was like 18 and there was like people double my age saying all these horrible, horrible things about me. And I was like, this is it. Like I'm, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. 
I deleted my Twitter, I deleted all my social medias um, and just took a break and was like, I can't do this anymore. I just stopped wrestling completely because I was like, all these people were coming for me, but there was oh, it was all these people that had so much power. So I was like, I'm just some 18 year old trainee like who's actually going to listen to me. So I never said anything about the situation. And then when I started training with Joe, like not that long ago, he just completely changed my mindset and was like, all these people are just saying that because they don't want you to, to, to do well. And I was always compared to other people at my school. Like you need to look like this person and you need to be this size. And I remember the, one of the worst things that ever happened to me is I was wrestling on Discovery for the first time and had this new set of gear and I wore it. And before I wrestled, I heard someone say that, oh, she looks really big in her gear. So I, after that, I was just, I wasn't even worrying about the match. I was worrying about how I looked. I didn't care about how, I did, how well I'd done in the wrestling, which is awful. I was caring like oh my god I need to look I need to suck in and I need to look skinny <laughs> like that's how my mentality was because that's what people were saying about me so I was like I went out I wrestled and then I was just worried about people were going to say oh she looked terrible she she looked fat in that gear like she shouldn't have wore that and but that's what people were saying about me before I went out to wrestle but you just have to kind of put it to the back of your head and then I went out I wrestled the match and it was perfect like I got so much praise for it um like so many people were happy with it and then I just realized I was like like that's it like I just can't listen to these people anymore like doing all these horrible things and saying these things about me on on Twitter and I just had to do, to remove myself from it all and just focus on myself and then when I started training with Joe that's when it, it just clicked like he was like you are good enough like you put more work in than a lot of the girls so there's no denying that you you can't like be good so I was just after that I was like no you're right uh, I need to just block all that out and just focus on myself because at the end of the day I know that I'm good and if I start listening to all this stuff that people are saying about me I'll start to believe it and think I'm not good so just you just have to like cut it all out at some point no definitely I mean that's amazing actually I'm buzzing off that I'm like come yeah. on too much man fuck them yeah. fuck, fuck the haters exactly um you know What's really cool about that is, that, you know, this whole, you were saying about how people would say you need to be a certain look and mm -hmm. have all this. But the, the really cool thing about wrestling is, for all these old timers in the past that have said all this nonsense. Yeah. I mean, even you get the fucking Undertaker, man, on Joe Rogan's podcast, talking that load of shit, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I, I mean, you know, I'm saying that as like a big fan of the Undertaker, obviously, yeah, but yeah. you're like, you know, I, you know, I liked that better when this guy didn't speak. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's like, you see all these old-timers saying that you need to do certain things a certain way and they want... And it's like, but you realise that actually every person that's ever done well is because they've been different in some way. Yeah. So it's like that logic in itself is flawed. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I've not experienced any of your experience because I feel like I've managed to come in at a time where we're mm -hmm. almost... You know, maybe not fully, but definitely mm -hmm. improving that situation. Yeah. Where there's a more welcome environment. Like, I've experienced that, but I encourage them when you go in and it's like everybody seems to be very much together, mm -hmm. wanting to help each other. Yeah. You, even the SCW roster, you get a whole, it's like a whole different crew. It's a whole to, range you know, of people. I think when people think about SCW, they think about the days of, you know, the the documentary and Grado yeah. and, and, and McIntyre and Mary Galloway, I should say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, you know, the whole roster has changed and yeah. you've got a whole young, you know, like 
Jason Reed to I know you know very well. Yeah. Um, guys like that that are like you can tell that are not just they're not just wrestlers but they're living the lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're supporting each other, mm-hmm. and it's cool to see. Yeah. But like you've obviously it's, it must have been a really difficult thing for somebody mm-hmm. that young as a female in an industry like this to, mm-hmm. before, especially before the speaking out thing where mm-hmm. you're like I kind of Yeah, like, there was nothing to really go off of. I couldn't it was just the way it was. You just had to deal with it yeah. and suck it up and that was it. So that's what I done. And um but like I don't regret anything and there's there's loads of things that I've done that I've been like, why did I do that or why did I say that when I've like I stand up for myself but I'm really glad all those things happened to me and people did say those things about me because if they didn't I'd be a completely different person and I wouldn't be as strong as I am now and I wouldn't I don't think I'd be successful as I am and I don't think all these cool things wouldn't have happened to me because you, I think you just have to be at the lowest point in your life to change things and that's when all the good things come along you, just, you have to realise how shit it can be to to appreciate everything a bit more. Oh, that I couldn't agree with you more. I think that's yeah. exactly right. For everybody, it's, yeah. it's such a. I mean, it can either make you or break you. But mm-hmm. as you're talking about that, though, right, when you're going through that process, mm-hmm. for me as an individual, a lot of things that I, I have a lot of examples in my head of things that I had to do and go through in terms of my own thought process to get to this point of what you're saying now. Yep. It, you know what were the kind of steps that you had to take to get to to get to a point where you could go no actually you know for your own journey in terms of how you're going through all this stuff mm-hmm. where there's, there's a lot happening to you and a lot of people could just go you know this is just you know, you're saying you quit for a bit and mm-hmm. you kind of stop doing it what was the point where you, for you besides anyone else like because you can have all the help in the world but you in your mind you decide i can do this you know yeah. I, you know was it just purely the the passion and love for wrestling yeah i think i just couldn't get away from it like during lockdown when i wasn't wrestling and i wasn't really training or like doing anything um i would still go up i would all i would do in my spare time is play wrestling games or watch wrestling and i made a youtube channel during lockdown and i would play like smackdown versus raw so it was just wrestling was like just never went away and i just kept thinking about it and thinking about it and i just couldn't like stop so i just was like I need to somehow make it work because if I don't I just don't even want me like now when I think about myself in five years time I can't imagine myself not wrestling full time like there's just no other option for me there's no other plan there's not a plan b like there's not anything else I want to do with my life so when you really think it like that you're like okay well I need to do everything I can to make it work because there is no other option I I don't plan on doing anything else with my life and if wrestling doesn't work I'll just die because like I don't I have no other I have no other plan like that so there's no other option I just need to do everything I can to make it work so I had to make a decision if I wanted to be depressed for the rest of my life working a nine-to-five job or just put everything I can into making my 12-year-old dream a reality so you, you just have to make a decision Life is too short to not go for your dreams, man. Yeah, exactly. That's 100, you know, 100% the truth. It's like, you can try all these other things, but if there's something gnawing in the back of your head... It's I, always going to be there. Exactly. Yeah. I need to do this. Like, I need to do this. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so cool that, you know, I just think it's hard for people to fathom, I guess, mm-hmm. probably listening to this, how difficult that must have been for, for the young women going through that. And 
that experience of this hate is such a young yeah. age. Um, but like you say, it's, it's gave you this sort of thick skin now, yeah. and this confidence and belief. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool to see and talk yeah. about. Because I think it shows everyone else, like you talking about this, it shows everyone else that they can come through mm-hmm. whatever they're going through. And when you're that focused on something, it's, it inspires other people. Even at the time I've followed you, mm-hmm. you can see a growth in your social media presence, a growth mm-hmm. in your own confidence and what the things that you post. Yep. And, and when you see stuff like that, just it inspires other people and you're inspiring, you know, young women to come forward and do believe in themselves. So mm-hmm. you should take a lot of, you know, you should be very proud of yourself for that. Yeah, like, I, I definitely am. I think like when I started as well, there wasn't as many women in the scene. So it was extremely hard to, to kind of get yourself out there. And it was very competitive because there wasn't a lot of women and there wasn't a lot of like um, opportunities on shows because there was only, only be like one woman's show. And so you were all fighting for the same spot. Where there is now, um, like I do a lot of training with Andy Wilde and his trainees, his female trainees. So I'm always trying to put them on shows with me and I put their names forward for everything because I just, I wish that someone was like that was there for me when I started out there was someone like myself who would be willing to just help anyone that they can so I don't know I think I just want to make it a much nicer place for all the girls and when I see like some like a lot of girls that are like 15 16 I just see myself in them and I just want to help them and because there was no one uh, there was no one to help me when I was 15 so it's just nice to to try and have all these nice connections and make sure there's a, a nice place for when more people come in, more girls especially. That's literally what this whole podcast is about. Like mm. the idea of you know, you you grow up through all these sort of traumatic traumatic experiences mm. and difficult situations. And then it's like what I do with these experiences, like do I let them ruin my life, mm-hmm. control my life, or do I help use them to benefit the next person? Yeah. You know, that's what I'm doing. That's why I wanted to have you on. And that's what I try and do with every guest is have mm-hmm. the idea of, you know, we want to use our own our own tough times and, and, and sort of mental and physical struggles to help those that have to follow us and not have to go through the same thing. And, and with this new kind of environment and culture and medicine, yeah. it's very exciting because Molly Spartan spoke about how, you know, if I'm training the same way as the men, why can't I have as good a match as the men? Yeah. This idea that if you're putting the same work as the men are, then I should get the same opportunities. It's not... Yeah. Like, men and women don't do separate wrestling training. They're training the same... Exactly. The same way. It's exact same. Yeah. So, you know, what with those kind of opportunities open up, like, do you... When you see a WrestleMania headline by, like, Sasha Banks and Mickey Belair or mm-hmm. Becky Lynch and Charlotte, does that aspire you oh yeah like i would just whenever i like even at last night watching SummerSlam, um just whenever i see like the women headlining and the women putting on these matches that like when i started watching this one it was like kelly kelly and you would never there was never women's matches on like the big summer slams and manias um so yeah, it's just whenever I watch it now, it's just completely different. But it makes me so happy because I'm like, well, that's what I want to do. <laughs> I want to headline mania and I want to do all these cool things. So it definitely inspires me. And I know it inspires like a lot of women these days as well, especially with how 
weed the Rangers now. Yeah, the 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 quality of worldwide is just yeah off the charts, and it's only when you really think about it, this whole boom in women's wrestling has only happened in the last sort of five six years. years it's not yeah. be, it's not really been that long, which bodes well for the next ten when you exactly. think about it. A lot of the people that I just mentioned there are still you know relatively young in wrestling terms, and it's like yourself and like Angel Hayes, mm-hmm. early twenties, over the years of experience, over the yeah. this crazy confidence you're like what is this going to look like in the next few years yeah i've got so many like plans and so many i don't know i feel i like you know how when you people ask you over do you see yourself in like 10 years and they're like oh i want to be with wwe but i want to i just want to be with whatever company will take me (laughs) my dreams i've always always wanted to work for impact because i grew up watching tna like because we were a poor family and didn't have Sky Sports, so we would watch it on Challenge on preview. So that was like our free entertainment of wrestling was TNA. So I've always wanted to work for Impact. Um, so yeah, that's. I seen you say that uh, you want to be the first Scottish Scottish Knockouts champion. Yeah, and I'd love to wrestle Mickey. So well, I mean, I tell you what, Mickey. I mean, if there's somebody that could be happy, Mickey's probably the one. Exactly. <laughs> when you get a school so I'm just waiting, waiting for that call. I'll fly myself out if I need to, but I, I just would love to work for Impact. It's one of like the best. It's just it's always one that I've always went back to and loved. So well, and you know you spoke about WWE there and stuff like that, and how everyone sort of says stuff like that. Like, yeah, I think that the main thing for wrestlers these days to, is to realize that the dream was never for a company. The dream was to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know to get to exactly. wrestle anywhere full time. Like, just uh, have that as your job that, like. that is, you know that is, it doesn't matter what, what it is or how it's just the fact that that would be a reality is mm-hmm. that and there's so much opportunity now and all across the world everywhere you know even when you look at europe and, and, and countries like france and and mexico and mm-hmm. all these different you know there's, there's so many organizations that maybe don't get enough spotlight just because they're not on the american television yeah yeah but there's a lot of talent out there. Probably, I seen this tweet from somebody, I can't remember his name now, but he mm-hmm. was like, there's a lot of wrestlers that would be in your top 10 list that aren't in America or the UK that yeah. you don't know about. And yeah. it's like that, it just shows you the, I don't think you could have said that, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 20 years ago. No. Which was really well. And, and I yeah. think, you know, there's no, the really cool thing about what you just said there as well is that you know that, no matter, if, as long as you keep putting the work in and mm-hmm. Mickey, Mickey James keeps saying that, yeah. that's the only reason why that can't actually happen. Yeah, no. Um, And you're only 21, man. Like, so Which is, yeah. Time is exciting. It's I'm so buzzing scary. right now. It's that. scary. It's weird to think that I've been wrestling for six years and I'm 21, which is... But I think I'm, I feel about 72. You're making me wish I started earlier now. I'm 25 and all that. I should have started when I was 20. No, <laughs> no. I, I I don't regret starting that early, but my body is definitely broken. <laughs> so my body wasn't even developed when I started yeah. wrestling. That's a good that's a good point to yeah. like, See the see the actual wrestling training, like there's always been an old school mentality of when you kind of rough these people up. Yeah. Was it like that when you came in? Yeah, I'd say so. Um there wasn't many girls that the training I started at and, and you were always wrestling guys so it was, you were just kind of thrown in the deep end and like you were saying earlier like there's no reason why women and men's wrestling should be the same because all I did was train with guys and I still do because there's just 
not, there isn't as many girls. Um, the only time I really get to train with girls is when I train with Andy Wild, like, and his female trainees. But other than that, there's no girls at my school, and I, I was never, no, yeah. When I was really young, I, it was always guys I would wrestle. So yeah, just get used to it. Do you think that the training now for like fifteen, sixteen years when coming in is a bit maybe is a bit more? Well, like of a bit of words safer, I guess. Oh yeah, definitely. Like when I was like when I started wrestling, there was people bringing people in as young as ten years old, and they were taking bumps, and it was just ridiculous. Yeah. Like it was just, it's not normal. It's not normal for someone that age. Their body's not even developed, and you're throwing them about, and you're going to just cause so much damage. But like, keep bringing them up again. But Andy does like training for for wee wrestlers and stuff. Um, as young as as young as eight I think it's like it's like young wrestlers and then juniors but they don't take bumps they don't do anything like that they'll just keep it's just more of a fitness kind of thing and you'll do little wrestling drills but it's not they're not going out there doing German suplexes like you know you wouldn't do that to a 10 year old it's just not normal so it's definitely a lot safer there's so many schools that offer that and um you know, coaches actually have PVGs when they never used to back in the day because no mm. one really cared. Um, so it's definitely a much safer place for people and young people to start training. That's very good to hear. I think that's, you know, there's a lot of stigma attached to wrestling itself and this kind of conversation helps people, helps people realise that it's okay. There are things in place that, that help you, you know, kids can go and enjoy it without taking mad bumps. Yeah, exactly. I can barely take a bump now, now no. never mind. But, like, <laughs> If you Still were, trying to avoid it at all costs. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, imagine taking up when you were like 10 years old, man. But yeah, I, I know, but like, it's just, people thought that was normal and it just wasn't normal at all. But yeah, I'm glad that there's now safety measures mm. in place for, for your young children. Um, So it's definitely a, a much safer environment now than sure. it was five, six years ago. I wanted to talk a little bit about something you mentioned in a previous interview uh-huh. uh, you were talking about the fact that when you started wrestling the kind of um what would you what the reaction you had from your family and friends yeah uh, particularly though something i found interesting was you were saying how your friends at the time were not supportive yeah no. you kind of lost a lot of them yeah now, when i was reading that there was something that's point to me i'm not just saying this because mm-hmm. you're here this actually did specifically point to me and there was something that jason did say in the podcast last year we saw, we had this really good conversation about by the way, good talker says. When he's he talks a lot of shit as well, but he's yeah. a good talker. <laughs> um, <laughs> True. He was talking about the impact of your social circle and how obviously he was at one point maybe not in like the best wrestling shape mm-hmm. and how getting people that were like minded with him and getting the right kind of people around him helped him a lot in his development. But obviously at 15, 16, mm-hmm. losing all your friends because you were in Chase of Dream, mm. it, what kind of impact did that have on you and how did you kind of start to deal with the fact that, you know, it's a big mature thing to go, I'm going to leave my friends that are currently my yeah. friends because they don't mm-hmm. agree with us and just chase this wrestling thing. You make that decision at 15 years old, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Yeah, because I was obviously still in school when I started training and every weekend, you know, your friends would want to go out drinking illegally and want to do like just go out and just enjoy life by 15 I was training every Sunday I had shows every Saturday Friday night so and the shows I wasn't wrestling on I was helping out at because it's just you you're just 
drilled in your head up here Jews and you'll you'll do well so I never saw my friends at school at all and um they just yeah I ended up leaving school as soon as I turned 16 I dropped out of school because it was just not a good place for me people were not very nice and I didn't really have any friends like I was that person that would go and the toilet and eat my lunch eat my sandwiches in the cubicle yeah it was not it was very traumatizing um so that's how school was for me in the last couple of years because people just didn't speak to me because they were like you're just such a loser like you never you never hang out with your friends and all that stuff and I look at it and I'm like yeah I was really young and I probably should have lived my life a bit more but I just wasn't like that when I was younger I just wanted to wrestle constantly so yeah that's what I've done and um obviously made friends along the way so yeah it, al- it always works out you know I thought I think it's really interesting something you said there you said you know I probably should have lived my life a little bit more right but that depends on how you define living your life like yeah in a lot of ways you were living the life you wanted to live but oh, you were chasing yeah. after the thing so true. you know so it's like don't that that kind of i find that we have this idea of the way we're supposed to love life yeah you're supposed to have all these friends and all that. but at the end of the day like see some of the saddest people i know mm-hmm. are the people that have a million friends yeah exactly <laughs> that's, that's very true actually yeah so you know it's, it's very commendable that you were able to sort of mm-hmm. be like no this is what i want to do and i'm going to do it and and i have absolutely no doubt that you're you're going to yeah do amazing things like this is really cool yeah um you, you spoke about also some of your dream matches right and mm. one particular name sort of stood out to me and it was casey owens yes who yeah. i was watching last night and i would say that she's very intense type of character yeah um wrestling <laughs> wrestling somebody that um you might be familiar with that edge of hayes yes. I'm sure. so you know when you when you watch people like casey owens and viper and people like that you know, are you taking, in terms of your own development as a wrestler, do you look at them and sort of work on, you know, because I touched on this earlier, but there's a lot of, in today's wrestling, it's very high-paced. You're not going to watch any matches that are like Andre the Giant against Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You know, it's no. very much like 100 mil an hour. Uh-huh. Because everyone knows that it's, that it's, the outcome is sort of, she planned to an extent, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like this idea that we need to show that we're athletic and all this. Yeah, but in psychology seems to have gone slightly more out of it mm-hmm. in a way. But do you are you as a wrestler developing yourself, looking at these wrestlers, going, how can I pick up things in terms of the way that I'm making every move have an impact in the psychology of all? Like, mm-hmm. What is your kind of favorite style of wrestling and, and, and way of your own work? Um, I just love. I just I don't know. I think for me, I love more old school type of wrestling like I love watching what some of my favorite wrestlers are like Shelton Benjamin, Christian all these people and um, when I was younger like I watched TNA a lot so it was like old school AJ style so that's more like athletic that's more high paced but I just liked all like different styles of wrestling I don't like for example um, you mentioned Viper earlier she's actually someone I still keep in touch with and She's she's so lovely helping me out. Um, recently I sent her some like match footage of mine, and she would she would say all these things what she would do and what she thinks would have been better. And she touched a lot in psychology. So 
having people like that she really influences me because she just takes the time to to watch my stuff and be like this could have been a bit better this was good but you, if you did it this way this could have got this reaction so I don't really think I've got like a favorite style I just enjoy so many different types of wrestling like I love the whole like I love big, big characters like I love Grado massive massive Grado mark I don't know I just love so many different types I'm definitely not a high flyer fast paced kind of wrestler I'm not into that it's just not me um if I was to compare my style to anyone it would probably be um god like Mickey because I just mm. love I do all of her I watch her matches all the time and I copy a lot of her I get a lot of influence from her style I shouldn't say copy same with Trish like I, I love watching them and like older school things because people aren't going to expect me to whip out old school diva moves people are going to expect me to hit like amazing 450s and all that but mm -hmm. if you're different then that's I guess that's what makes you stand out well you know it's like making it you talk touched on like uh, getting that kind of also just for anyone that's like watching this like viper is off with do drop do drop yes I like, <laughs> I mean, it's I, just a habit as I have it, and but let's be real, Vapor and uh, is a better name. Let's be, you know, she deserves better than Do Drop. She does. She does. <laughs> but I mean, she's uh, the fact that she made that she made that work. She was yeah. wrestling Becky Lynch at the Royal Rumble for the, under Do Drop. You know, yeah. that's pretty incredible. And she, she done it. Yeah. Um. So you know, it's you're getting advice from the right people. But what mm. I think was key to your answer there is you're keeping your mind open to all these mm. different styles. There's mm. no there's no need to limit yourself at this age to, mm -hmm. to one particular area yep but also you know knowing that your style is different and you can go right well how can i make every sort of move in the psychology of this have the biggest impact in the thing mm -hmm. is an element of wrestling that seems to be getting a little bit lost in the sort of you know particularly AEW. i would say yep. is it can be guilty for that sometimes yeah because you watch the shows, and I love, like, see, as a fan, like, I love watching their shows, yeah. like, but they are 100 mil and ever, every single week, like, they go all out every single week, which is great, right, uh -huh. for a fan, but, but you, but you still have next week. Yeah, you, <laughs> what, what you're going to do that's going to be better, yeah. Exactly, I think that's, like, that's where, you know, the same investing, the more I've gotten into it, and actually try, try to do some training and stuff like that, mm -hmm. you realise that, I used to hear people say less is more all the time and I was like, shut up with that push man, I want to go out there and do everything that uh -huh. we talked about. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, you get into it and you're like, actually no, maybe that's got a point in that. Like, Yeah, it definitely does. Um, yeah, I, I, because some people are just like, do all these cool stuff like flips and stuff at the beginning of the match and then you're like, well, what, what else is there now yeah. for the next 10 minutes? You've done everything that you can possibly do you know and yeah I, I think there's there's definitely some people that are guilty of that but i suppose everyone each to their own if you enjoy watching that then that's fine it's just not my cup of tea i love watching like old school um i love watching like old school ecw and one night stands like that's just i love watching like people really trying to kill each other <laughs> then people yeah. you know jumping about but yeah. You know, everyone likes what they like. No, I get, yeah, I like it when it's like a feels like a proper fight. It feels yeah, like and there's so much story behind it as well. I love like it. Always a story. 
Because I, I think the, the best example for me from a story point of view, right, is you look at you go, like Shawn Michaels Undertaker at WrestleMania 25 mm. was a fantastic wrestling, wrestling match on its yep. own, right? But the reason why everyone talks about that, Matt, I, well, I don't know if it's everyone, but yeah, I, yeah. I talk about it all the time. It's like, it's because it's like the story behind it as well yep. was so incredibly well done. Yep. Um, from 25 and 26 mm-hmm. to where it's like, that's what made, then you put an actual excellent belt to belt match after that, like following the story, it made the whole thing this pitch perfect, you know, uh-huh. wrestling, you know, storytelling. And, and there's, you want to have your flips, you want to have the big moments mean all it can mean by having the story behind it. Is what people draws people in. It's like it's like he standards with violence. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love a bit of gossip. I love like a because that about like Easter, a good story. Yeah, he standards has been on forever. Yeah, and wrestling is going to go on forever. Yeah. So it's like having having something that draws people in. Like, why do we want to like see even your story just now? We are talking about everything you came through, mm. and that sort of change of mindset. That story itself is is a like selling point for yeah. you in, in your matches and like you know if you're going up against somebody like molly spartan for example this sort of like evil you know monstrous character <laughs> batter you. And, and she's like i'm going to squash this like she thinks she's she thinks she's like some sort of courageous underdog and i'm going to show her that she's like everything that everyone said about her was writing all this shit yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you can see all this stuff and that's where the, your life story is like yep. Every sort of main character that you've seen investing, I feel like has become a success because they've been sort of a exaggerated version of themselves. Yeah. Like, so cold is definitely like that in real life. Oh yeah. The rock is definitely like that in real life. You know? It's just like <laughs> times a hundred. Exactly. And it's that's what makes it, I think, and, and you being yourself in the way that you are is what will make it succeed. Yeah. But just as you were saying that, like you were talking about the kind of matches you like, so let's let's do a wee quiz, right? Because okay. I'm curious, like, what are some of your favorite matches all time to go back and watch? Um, so Mickey and Trish at Mania, because I think that's like one of the ones that have a big story behind it, and um, so I loved that one for that reason. Um, I loved um <laughs> Candice Michelle matches. I loved watching Candice when I was younger. I just thought she was the most stunning person in the entire world. Um, but I loved watching. There was a um, gravy bowl match with Trish, and I think it was Stacey Keebler, or it was Tori. But yeah, like who thinks of a, a gravy bowl match? I thought that was amazing. So I love watching stuff like that. Um, what else was there? Um, yeah, I think when it just varies because then I'll like really serious matches and then I'll throw in like a, a gravy bowl match that I enjoyed watching. But like they're just matches that go and they're just funny. So I just love watching them. <laughs> yeah. Um what else? I love watching anything with Mickey, to be honest. Any matches. You get this with Mickey. Mickey match man. Mickey James. That's like I was like, it's gonna happen and like at the end by the end of this year, but I don't know yet. But I wanted to. Well, let's say somebody came and you said, tell me on the idea that you should fight Mickey James. What would you say to them? Like, what, I'd say she's the reason that I'm here, the reason I started to get into the wrestling. Uh, she is just one of the best women. She is like the best woman you can get in wrestling. Um, she's done it for so long. She's amazing. She's wrestled the best 
in wrestling. So who better for her to wrestle than someone that's going to be the best? There you go. That you know, she's she's the past, she's the present. That's the thing. Exactly. So that I mean, I'm sold. So yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. So anyone watching, <laughs> please book it. Please. <laughs> I will work impact, for free. Impact you on that. You know that's saying good stuff. Unless. <laughs> Listen, if Impact for some reason watches, I'll commentate anything you want me to do. I'm, I'm going to tag everyone from Impact. <laughs> exactly, no, that's it's fantastic stuff. And, uh, oh, you know, I think I really love your answer to the matches because I feel like that's kind of outside the box a bit. Yeah. What people would, you know, what would people usually would say, I loved watching Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. Well, I loved watching Tori Wilson get naked in a gravy bowl. Yeah, I love it too for very different reasons. But. So <laughs> you can you can love what type of wrestling you like. Uh, I wasn't sure whether to to touch on this entirely, and I, I don't want to put you in the spot too uh-huh. much, right? But there's been a bit of there's been some major developments in terms of you know that would be sort of whether we like it or not. They are the standard better for this yeah. industry, right? And there's been a guy that's ran that for like our whole life. Yeah, he, he is now, you know. Apparently, you know, I believe when I see it type thing, he, he is a, you know, He's out of the picture. Yeah. Of a, you know, retired. Yeah. <laughs> For how long? Because he woke up one day and was like, I think I'll just retire the day. That's what happened there, right? No. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Triple H is now in charge of the creative side of things, mm. which, you know, I think Stephanie's the CEO, but the creative side of things is the thing that really that is actually a bread and butter, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he obviously had a big impact on. NXT and mm-hmm. and actually he had a big impact on what caused the the women's wrestling boom mm-hmm. because he gave people like Paige and you know people talk about you know your the four horsemen a lot yeah but when you actually look before that it was well it was really and truly you know the likes of Paige and Emma it was you know, yeah they kind of began that um you know as a fan watching it mm-hmm. and he was the one that that allowed them to go out there and tear the house down and yeah. Gave them those, he, you know, like they obviously are responsible for their amazing work, but in terms of actually getting the chance to go out there and do it, he was running the show at that time. And now he's running the main, the main, the, the you know, the boss and the, the whole thing, and yeah, the whole thing. So, you know, as a wrestler, like, does that do you look at that and go, this could be a big game changer here? Yeah, I think it like it could be. Everyone loves Vince, everyone thinks like wrestling everything's done for wrestling but Triple H has done so much for like NXT, NXT UK all the, the British talent he's, he's helped with like he's done so 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 much for wrestling and to think that wrestling was just like one WWE was just like one brand and now it's like they have a UK brand they have NXT, they have like all these different things that you can work for, there's so many opportunities so I think there's just there's like it's like limitless to what he can do when he steps he steps in even like SummerSlam last night was the first pay-per-view with him and it was it was amazing so it's just like well this is only getting better surely so it's exciting I think it's exciting definitely I mean I, I it wasn't even just seeing that whole time in NXT stuff mm-hmm. I didn't think it was just like oh these are great women's matches I thought these are the best matches on the card yeah you know yeah and that was probably the first time that I'd ever really thought that because mm-hmm. they were given the chance to show that and it's 
as a fan, you're like, what is he going to do with these women wrestlers now? What, you know, it could be you don't know what's, yeah. so many amazing things. Like, even somebody like Vapor, you got to imagine is going to have everybody from you know ICW and like so that that's went to NXT UK, your Wolfies of the world and things like mm-hmm. that. They've got to be in with more of a shout now, surely. Oh yeah. And so it's like we could be we could really be on the cusp of like a, a big UK sort of boom if you like for the next yeah, few years. Definitely. And, and I'm sure you have a big part to play in that. Oh well I hope so. I would love to talk more to you about SummerSlam, but I've not seen it yet. So. Oh, have you not? <laughs> no. It was good. It was good. I'll say that. Worth watching? Yeah, worth watching. Definitely. Because some of them in recent times have not been worth watching. <laughs> it was yeah, main event was good. Interesting. So, I'm excited about this. It was good. But no, like this has been a lot of fun. How long have we been for? for? I never thought it was No, you see, normally, like, because I'm so shy, I, my timing, I, like, I'll talk to somebody and I'll be like, this, this feels like it could be five minutes or two hours long. I'm not sure <laughs> you how, don't know. How long we've been speaking for. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's always worth asking. I think I ask them that like, every time. But listen, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, been good. I, Thank I, you. And I hope you've enjoyed coming on. Is there anything you would like to kind of finish on promote or um, such and such? Any shows coming up? I know you were saying you got things you can't really talk about right now. Yeah, all my socials, if you want to catch up, is at Ashley Vega UK. Oh, yeah. And, and see, my socials just where I'm at. If I can get that, Jason, get you get out top on, man. Come on, it's too, too, <laughs> it's too nice looking to be one of them. Come on, the fuck, what was happening with that? What, with Jason? <laughs> Aye, it's too, yeah, I'm, I, actually, seeing I met my sweaty going, I said to Paul, I was like, that guy is too nice a guy to be one of them, man. What's happened with that? It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. Like, he needs to get converted over to the Celtic side, but that's exactly. not going to happen. Exactly. Sadly. No. I'll, 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 I'll work on it, man. We'll see if we can do that. I've tried. Have <laughs> you <hard>. tried? <laughs> it is hard. Like, bringing a Rangers man home to your mum and dad, who are Celtic fans, mm. is always hard. Yeah. But to be fair, you know, normally I'll meet a Rangers fan, but no, I don't know about <laughs> but, <laughs> but about Jason, I was like, I can't deny this guy. He's all right. Like guy, yeah. You know, but outside the ring, of course, in the ring, he seems a bit dastardly. But oh, yeah. There you go. But no, listen, I really enjoyed this, and I wish you all the best. I think your, your story's great, and you're only going to get better. I'm really excited to see what happens next. But if you ever, if you ever uh, have that match with Mickey James, Feel free to come back on and talk about oh. it, man. I'd love to have you back on. I'll probably be dead after that, so I would have simply passed away if I got to wrestle my <laughs> So I don't know if I'd be here, but if I, if I can, I will. Well, you're always welcome to come back on. I really appreciate it, Ashley. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me.